Ah, yes, it is that time of the morning where Maddie Stewart is here to bring us up to date with everything that's going on in the world of racing news. And, uh, Maddie, the gift that keeps on giving as far as discussions and debate is the projected spring carnival movement of the Cox Plate. And there was an interesting article yesterday saying that as part of the sweetener, Mooney Valley could get the All-Star Mile permanently. Uh, previously, it's been a three-way concept between mm. MRC, VRC and Mooney Valley. So where's that come from? Yeah, it, uh, basically the, what, what was written yesterday says that um, Mooney Valley uh, would like it basically permanently, but at the very least for the next three years, one one year after the other, but with an eye to having it permanently. You might remember the... The uh, the, uh, the the Cox, the um, All Star Mile that was running those that bad weather conditions, but produced that amazing uh, that amazing addition, uh, Mugatu beating uh, Russian Camelot and so on. Uh, and after that, with the crowd and the and the vibe, the Mooney Valley said, "Gee, we'd love to have this forever." But VRCs basically said at the same time, "We'd like to have it permanently as well." So, so it's it's part of the list of demands that the MRC, uh, the Mooney Valley Racing Club has, if it is to consider signing off on the proposal to run the Cox Plate uh, a month uh, later than it's been scheduled for 100 and whatever years. Uh, so the the VRCs, both the VRC and the MRC, are not, are not very clear at the moment, really, on, on, on how emphatic they are about what they want to do with the All-Star Mile and how much uh, they want to hold on to the All-Star Mile. Uh, I spoke to Jake Norton at the MRC. He said, look, in our draft planning at the moment, um, it's down to have, uh, for us to have it back at the 2024 rotation of the race. Uh, beyond that, he said, uh, we haven't really thought about it. Um, I think they're probably waiting for more detail from Racing Victoria, but the MRC certainly doesn't seem to, according to Jake Norton, doesn't seem to be that concerned about this part of the debate at the moment. Uh, the VRC, I spoke to Steve Rossich, uh, who, a little bit similar, uh, waiting for more detail, that sort of thing. Although he did say that um, they, the VRC feels that the All-Star Mile should be perm- held permanently at one track, but he also said, we feel that that track should be Flemington. So um, it sounds like they w- wouldn't relinquish their um, their part of the rotation easily. The MRC seems quite vague at the moment, but uh, I think what everyone's waiting for is just more information. What we have at the moment is a kite that's been flown by Racing Victoria without any KPIs and data and all that sort of stuff. And I think these clubs are expecting to... Uh, to be made aware of that, and I think the trainers' association, the trainers feel the same way. Well, we're a bit up in the air. We want to we want to see this fleshed out and what the actual proposal is before we make any comments. But just to sum it up, um, VRC think the All Star Mile should be at one track, but it should be at Flemington. And at the moment, it's it's sort of factored into their it, it's kind of factored into their planning in a way with the distance between the All Star Mile and the and the Australian Cup, which is one year this year, but it will one be two week, years. Yeah. Sorry, one, one week. One year would be kind of one week this year, but it will be two weeks mostly. They they think it pretty much fits in nicely to their, you know, the way they imagine their um, their autumn carnival. But they can adjust if the All Star Mile is not part of it. So anyway, uh, 
Yeah, it's, it's not not an what emphatic other response. Are there out there that you could envisage? Is it the eight million dollar Cox Plate? Uh, any well, other races? No, I don't really know what uh, what else that they can probably request. Uh, I think the All Star Mile one's no surprise because they wanted it anyway. So uh, I, I just think it's interesting because now it's incumbent on RV to. Uh, flesh this out. It's not just a thought bubble now. It's uh, it's sort of the t- the clock's ticking and it's a it's a public debate. So now I think it's up to them to come back with uh, to fill in a few of the blanks, basically. So yeah. All right, we'll watch this space on that. Uh, we were only just talking yesterday, um, a, a couple of days ago. You said, "Hey, watch this horse coming down from Queensland," and we followed it up on the show yesterday that Nikita Berryman's been riding. And then a couple of hours later, unfortunately, Nikita had a, a nasty incident. I think it was a track work. How is she? It was a jump out at the Sunshine Coast, and the horse rose up when the barriers opened and, and and Nikita struck her head on the on the barriers and she was briefly uh, knocked out uh, but I had a text exchange with her yesterday of course she's only recently made a comeback after vowing that she you know uh, a young mum and all that sort of stuff and she she wouldn't ride again but she's um she's she's back and she's been going spectacularly well party for twos the horse you're referring to um but she's no broken bones was taken to hospital um, she basically said um, she just wants to go home, uh, but um, a, a lucky break, really, for Nikita. And I spoke to Steph Thornton and Michelle Payne, close friends of hers, and a lot of relief that Nikita's uh, escaped serious injury. Um, given the um, the, the prob- probable concussion she may have to undergo, concussion tests and so on, p- possibly. I'm not really sure about the detail of that, but... Um, hopefully she'll be ready to go for party for two when it comes down to Melbourne. Yeah, absolutely, for the Blue Diamond Preludes. Um, we spoke yesterday about the expressway and he had four nominations. Now, they extended the noms. Were, were trainers just asleep and forgot about the original <laughs> nominations? Because they've ended up getting 18 noms now. We'll have the final fields a little later for both uh, the Group 2 Australia Stakes on, Friday, on Saturday and then the expressway, the Group 2 expressway as well. So... Um, interesting how a lot of the trainers said, oh, we better throw a norm in. Yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting how it plays out because $6,100 to run fifth or a long last. Uh, so I think a lot of trainers said, oh, well, we'll, we'll throw in a norm and, and see if any others take it up. And then um, 14 others took it up. The only interesting addition, if it actually runs, is Sajardin, um, who... Really, really good two-year-old. You remember Jamie Carr won on it at Mooney Valley. Then it ran on the, in the Coolmore um, ran on Cox Plate, won on Cox Plate Day, ran in the Coolmore. Look, you know, what may happen is four original entries became 18 after an extension and come acceptances, it may shrink again. Yeah. Uh, so Sajardin is really the only one that's of any real interest that would be a value add to the... Yeah, and sometimes you just get small fields and sometimes they're the most gripping races. So it's not a... The occasional small fields, not a disaster. Um, regular small fields is when it becomes a problem. So... Well, Golden Mile, I'm assuming they are going to stay in Sydney, but it has also been entered for the Australia Stakes on on Saturday. I think as, it's been confirmed that well, it's definitely running it in is, Sydney. Yeah. Yeah. You'd think it would be the case. Um, on the lead, they've thrown in a nomination there as well, but on the lead, obviously, is heading to Sandown tomorrow. The other horse that uh, I think is a pretty smart one, may not even run, but look for it in the future, is that perfect thought? Do you remember it winning yep. over Melbourne Cup Week? John Sargent's thought horse and the other intriguing factor over tomorrow and the weekend maddie is is the two-year-olds um the the pieces of the puzzle slowly get 
put in place when we get to see King's Gambit, who is mm-hmm. a short price favourite in the Canterbury Stakes. And interesting to have a chat to Adrian Bott about their two-year-olds as well. And what these previews will reveal at Sandown tomorrow. Uh, at Sandown too, which is different it. than the norm. So they might the, a different style of two-year-old mm. might be advantaged uh, at Sandown tomorrow. So always fascinating to see what comes out the end of it and then whether they can repeat the performance. Uh, most of them improve a lot off the first run. So Just on that, Jackano is probably going to be the most interesting runner of the day. First up, 1,300 metres. He's $1.75 now. He's the best horse in the race, in the Manfred, but he's drawn gate two, and he's got mm. the group ones, which are obviously his target, uh, a little later in his campaign. Would you jump into the 70, 175 from gate more, two? More likely at Sandown than at Caulfield, yep. absolutely. Uh, interesting that he's kicking off at 1,300, which suggests to me, you know how they they stayed to the, the sprints last time? That suggests guineas to me, um, 13, 1,300 first up, so... They were, you know, he ran enormous races. At, he beat uh, in secret 1,200 metres in Sydney. So well, that in, was the Golden Mile 1,400. Oh, sorry, 1,400, 1, Anyway, so it's interesting that... Um, the it, Golden Eagle. Well, no, hang on. What's that race called? Uh, not the bloody Golden, the Golden Mile. The um, uh, Golden Rose. Golden Rose, yeah. 1,400. 1,400. Well, it's interesting that this suggests to me that the, the Guineas is the go, so... Anyway, yeah, it's going to be a fascinating few days with a lot of the, the babies and other things going around and uh, a jigsaw and the other horses in the Australia Stakes. Uh, Actually, you get good mail from the Bank Moore team. I've got a bit of time for this horse. How is it Yeah, tracking? I think it's going well. That's jumped out. I think it's going well. Um, yeah, yeah, really, really exciting horse. And it's another one that's heading to the Guineas, I think. So at the moment, it's heading to the Guineas. So... Uh, and then I think they might have a little thought about Sydney as well with Bankmore. So, um, yeah, he's one of the black bookers from the spring for sure. Um, that massive storm that hit yesterday, uh, it kind of skirted around the city and went right across the bay and caused all sorts of destruction in Geelong. I spoke to uh, the club. Um, they haven't really done, done a proper assessment, uh, but they're ex- expecting maybe some minor damage. But they got 24 mils and they're running on Sunday. So... I think the Geelong Racing Club uh, is basically thinking that they escaped better than the rest of town did yesterday, but they're going to have a good look at it uh, throughout the day today. It missed Belnarring altogether. Um, they're good to go. Um, 20 marquees, expecting a crowd of four to 5,000. Do you remember the controversy, the Australia Day controversy at Belnarring last year where the smoking ceremony was introduced and it caused all sorts of debate and they dumped the uh, the raising of the Australian flag and all sorts of other things? It appears as though there's a bit of a hybrid celebration this year. Um, the smoking ceremony was conducted at the previous Belnarring meeting, so there'll be no smoking ceremony, but there's also going to be no flag raising, so kind of a sensitive issue, as we all know, out there at the moment, and the, one of the most famous things that happens on Australia Day in Melbourne and surrounds is the Balnarring race meeting. And uh, in the context of the wider debate, there it appears as though it's a bit of a hybrid sort of... Uh, they're not going with the full, um, uh, you know, uh, compromised sort of um, conditions, but they're... Um, but they're certainly not raising the Aussie flag and all that sort of stuff. Speaking of uh, Australia Day, the most iconic Australia Day meeting is Hanging Rock, and it's the Hanging Rock Cup meeting uh, tomorrow, Australia Day. So uh, they've got a good field there as well. I see Reserve Street from the May Eustace Stable uh, is in the field as well. So um, love 
been there about three times to Hanging Rock. It's always a good day. Uh, I haven't been for about Hanging 30 Rock. years, you know. Mm. I always... I think Bell Narring's taken over for me, so I might go either way. I could be a... I could flip it. You could be a Rockman. I could be a Rockman. Okay. I could be a Rockman. Right. Um, Darren Weir, we didn't sort of cover this yesterday, but I, I did speak to the stewards... Uh, couple of days ago as far as where are things at with the February 8 deadline to his four-year disqualification. No information yet as to whether he's made an application. No ongoing narrative about the how the uh, inquiry from stewards into the use of a jigger, which was established with the video at, in the Supreme Court at Warrnambool, or the Magistrates Court, um, going back a, a month or so ago. So that inquiry is ongoing. Uh, the clock is ticking for the end of his uh, disqualification for um, uh, possession of a jigger. So, uh, look, the update is no update, to be honest. So that's that's an ongoing situation. But the deadline is looming for his uh, the the conclusion of his original disqualification. Well, it'll be interesting because if the uh, there there is no new charges before that disqualification ends, I would imagine then Darren Weir would reapply for his licence, mm. which then would be um, considered by the board, but they do have that other um, uh, qualification of character. Mm. Um, so, anyway, we'll wait to see. I what guess the big question there. is whether he actually goes through with his application. So... Um, some interesting news, Reanimo, which is what we thought would occur. I saw James Cummings yesterday has officially stated that um, Royal Ascot is on the agenda. We want to take the big A to Royal Ascot. And the Queen Anne, day one, a mile up the straight's the preferred target. And he will remain under the Godolphin Australia, James Cummings' banner. It's interesting, isn't it? The I remember when... Through co, uh, you know, the, the 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 internationals weren't coming, and there was a suggestion that if anyone could come through COVID, uh, it would be Godolphin with their private plane. And what was pretty quickly knocked on the head by the local arm of Godolphin was that there wouldn't be if Charlie Appleby came down, his horses would stay with Charlie Appleby. They wouldn't they wouldn't consider a a, a transition to James Cummings to make it more possible to come through come uh, through COVID. And now, James, instead of what had previously happened regularly was, well, the Godolphin horse would here would go over and be absorbed into uh, the Godolphin team over there. The same as Coolmore would go to Aidan O'Brien. So there's a bit of, uh, uh, you know, hey, this is, I know it's a Godolphin horse, but James Cummings saying, well, I'm going with it. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not giving it to Charlie James Appleby. Cummings has done everything with that horse. No, I know, but it's not, uh, I think the, the usual way these things work around the world is that they just go from one Godolphin camp to another. So... Um, interesting that James Cummings will continue to train him because it's difficult because James Cummings has got 300 horses here to train as well. So interesting that he will be escorting the horse over there. So um, that's the race that Frankel uh, won so impressively. It's the race that Abel Friend, the beast from the east, failed in dismally. It's the race that Winks was going to run in had she gone over there. So so you think? Uh, did he did, win the did Queen? He won, the Queen. he won a Prince of Wales. Prince of Wales, was it? Right. Um, so I think it's brilliant. Okay, I, I know everyone's like, well, we want to see them racing here, but he's going to retire. He's going to go to stud. So he's going to do. I'd the rather see him there. He's going to do the autumn carnival here, and then, you know, we got to see state of rest have that Australian form go over to Europe and do very well again. I, I think. Could you? We're not going to have Nature Strip this year, and we're probably not going to have Giga Kick. So I don't know what sprinter, if any, will have heading over there of the elite caliber. But it'd be great to see one of our middle distance. Horses go over there and fly the flag on 
the greatest week of racing in Europe. Yep. He wouldn't want to run into a Frankel, of course, but... Um, It'd be hard now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that will be fascinating because that's, that's a true test. That's a really, that's a really strong race. Uh, interesting to work out what prep he has. Um, they'll be obviously training him up the hills at uh, Newmarket, but first up mile is something that Animo would be foreign to Animo. So. He, did, he did mention that maybe even the lockinge as a lead-in run is well, not that's a mile being discounted. As well. So... Um, yeah, well, uh, we'd love to see Animo there. He's a worthy horse. We've, there's, a, there's a sort of a level that you need to go. Very elegant, fell well short of it, ultimately with age and all that sort of stuff. But this would be a good test for us because we, we've lauded Animo as um, a star or, a super, as you would, a superstar over here. So um, let's see how that works out internationally. Are you saying he's not a star? I'm saying he's a very good horse. He's not a champion. No way. I never said champion. Yes, you did. You said he, was, did you said he called him every name under the sun <laughs> positively. You've, you've mozzed him. You've dead set mozzed him. Hey, Hopefully Catherine was, Coleman hasn't mozzed him. Was there a champion yesterday at the trials of Peter Moody's? I tell you, I saw a photo when I was in King Island that someone showed me of I wish I win as a foal with the, the way his, his leg was turned out. It's mm. extraordinary that he's been able to... To come back, uh, Tubber Williams showed me the photo. He had it on his phone. It's extraordinary what some horses can overcome. Uh, so, a handful of the, the Moody superstars trolled it. To, sorry, I said I've done you. I called them superstars. Oh, can you clip that up, Mike? A handful of the, the nice Moody Coleman horses uh, jumped out at Packenham yesterday. Uh, I wish I win was one of them. Boogie Dancer was one of them. Malane. Uh, and so on, and Chain of Lightning was the one that was particularly impressive. But here's Catherine Coleman on the one that we, we know best, and that's I Wish I Win. Very happy with him. Yeah, he was just out there for an easy time just to sort of stretch the legs and wasn't asked for an effort to finish it off. But um, jockey, apprentice jockey Emily Posman was very happy with him and reported that his action felt great. Oh, there's plenty of options for him. Nothing set in stone at this stage. We've just sort of got the initial, uh, initial stages of his preparation mapped out, and then we'll just go from there and see where we get to. Well, Pete's just always thought that he'd really love to see him at the Flemington Strait um, with that electric turn of foot that he has, you know, ridden cold with a nice little bit of cover and then just hopefully finishing, be able to finish it off very strongly. So, um, you know, we'll see how we go and see how that plan works out and then take it from there. So you know how Moods keep saying, oh, look, the big, the big carnival horses will be coming back and I'll probably just slide out of view a little bit and I'm dominating now. But these, <laughs> these are the horses that will, will, will keep this momentum going. Chain of Lightning... She's a she's a really good horse. She you know, good. she's a really good horse. I wish I wins one of the would be one of the top ten horses in Australia. I'd say comfortably. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And, and it's mouthwatering to think that we'll get to see him down the straight, um, maybe first up in a new market, possibly yep. a lightning. So that's like a, a an old fashioned Peter Moody um, plotting mm. first up with a good horse down the straight. Boogie Dance is another one. So Moods is not going to disappear in the next uh, eight to ten weeks. There's no doubt about that. So these are that was an important group of um, jump outs yesterday at Pakenham. 78 is the current tally of all-star mile entries, and the entries close at midday tomorrow. So that's really good. All the big names are there. I can't not aware of any big names that aren't on that list that we expected to be on that list. Uh, now, you found something this morning yeah, um, on this the is, ABC this website. This is interesting. We'll follow this up. Um, next week, but this I think is a, a positive for racing. Most definitely, uh, it is a positive that the ABC has put out a report that the government has released its uh, study incentives and its subsidies for next year. And horse racing is part of that subsidy plan. So, 
uh, basically um, horse trainers and blacksmiths are able to be um, uh, subsidised for traineeships and apprenticeships. So uh, the 39 occupations added to this year's are based on data collected from Jobs and Skills Australia and the Australian Bureau of Statistics. Um, some of the jobs that have made the list include horse trainer, blacksmith, uh, blacksmith and even a picture framer. Uh, so we'll, Benny Day! We'll, we'll delve deeper into this next week, but basically a wage subsidy of 10% is provided to businesses in the first and second year. So if a, uh, a trainer wants to bring a, 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 a young apprentice trainer on or a, a stable person that can become a trainer, I would imagine they then are entitled to 10%. Uh, wage subsidy and then 5% in the second year and the person themselves who is wanting to uh, be trained up is eligible for a a $5,000 direct payment across two years. So this is very good news for the racing industry broader to try and get more staff, more people into the industry. Absolutely. Well, the Melbourne Polytechnic... system that my son was part of that that's been abandoned so that uh, that dropped off so this might help fill that sort of void so they had an australian apprenticeship priority list uh, that had 11 priorities on it and they added 39 and that does include what you're talking about and it's not just trainer it's track rider horse care performance horse management which basically alludes to to helping fill that big void that we've we've always spoken about with staff shortages and so on. So Absolutely. Hey, got a few SMSs just to wrap things up with. Don't forget, round of golf for two at the Devil Bend Golf Club. Uh, Jeff says, uh, champions put races to bear to furlong out. Um, I think he's asserting that maybe uh, we don't have a current champion. Um, Rock and Horse is going to roll Ascot, boys. So that would be interesting to see her over there. Uh, when do they resume racing at Caulfield Greek from Geelong after these renovations? It's it, They want to mm. have it back for the Spring Carnival th- next year, the Caulfield Cup so, Carnival. Yeah. Uh, this year, I should say. Having three city clubs in Melbourne is so inefficient with the All-Star Mile scheduling at uh, the latest instance. Other capital cities uh, sorted themselves out decades ago and have shown the benefit for local racing. That's talking about the aggregation, maybe, of instead of having three separate metro clubs, they should come under... Well, singular banner. Well, like least... the ATC situation in Sydney, I, I, I can say that um, that beat's been that drum beat's been going for quite some time, even back to the David Moody days, where one of his ambitions was to eliminate the Metro clubs. That hasn't gone away. I know that there are pushes in some quarters uh, to uh, to have a single club model in Victoria. Uh, whether that gets up or not, I'm not sure. But I know that there's there's still an appetite to do that in some very senior quarters, no doubt. Matty, uh, well done today. Thank you. Uh, you'll be back tomorrow with Cracking the Codes on yes. a Saturday race day format. We might even have a chat to Cindy Alderson tomorrow because uh, she's going to reflect on the amazing picnic season of Mike Clementina, her former picnic champion, and then she's going to give us uh, all the latest on uh, on Jigsaw for Saturday um, and then lots of uh, colourful harness and greyhound stuff as well. Sounds great. Uh, we will s- uh, listen to your dulcet tones tomorrow. Yeah. Matty Stewart, RSN's Racing Editor,